Amen. Amen. Thank you, team. And uh, it's good to be with you this morning. Uh, my name is Andy Nelms, and I have uh, the privilege of being uh, associate pastor here at Lover's Lane and uh, pastor here at Thrive. And want to welcome you to worship this morning, whether uh, you're a longtime member or maybe you're a first-time guest. We are so excited that we get to worship here with you in person. Uh, and of course, those of you who are online want to say welcome. Um, we are in um, the middle of a sermon series called Christmas Presents, as we focus not on the, the gifts that we give, um, but ourselves, how we bring ourselves to, um, to others, and how God has brought God's self to us. And, um, and, and this morning is really important as we talk about God's presence in mourning, um, in sadness, in grief. Um, what, what does that mean? You know, as I've been thinking about this, you know, I realize that a lot of us are in mourning, right? Maybe, um, maybe you've lost a loved one this year or recently, and, and holidays are always a reminder of that loved one that you've lost, um, right? I, you know, there's all those traditions, there's all those things that you, you kind of walk through, the kind of normal everydayness of the holiday season. And of course, um, those routines are reminders that that loved one is not there. Or maybe you've had a separation, maybe, um, maybe a, a divorce, um, maybe within yourself or, or within your family. And, and again, those routines are reminders that things are not quite the same. And of course, all of us are, are kind of in a new routine now in, in the pandemic. And, and there's this heightened anxiety as we head toward the Christmas season of what is this going to look like? You know, there's this anxiety of maybe we're not going to be around family this year. Maybe we're not going to be around as much family this year. Maybe, you know, our, our family really desires us to be around them. And, 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 and there's this anxiety about, you know, well, who have they been around? You know, what has their bubble been like? And, you know, what I've realized is that a lot of us are in mourning. A lot of us are in grief at this moment as we head towards this holiday season. And that's when I've realized um, this truth. Maybe you realize this as well, that, that we need some good news. You know, we need some good news. We, we, we just as humans need some good news. And as I've been thinking and praying about this sermon, I've been thinking, you know, there are some things that are good news that are just like obvious good news. You know, there are some things that just whenever you say them, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's good news. You know, that's a, that's a good thing. Um, and I've been thinking about these things, and, and, and I kind of comprised a list of them. Um, and of course, this isn't all-encompassing, but you know, just an example of things that are just obvious good news on its face, right? Just right whenever you say them. Um, Flame-retardant Christmas trees, you know, that's, that's good news. You know, they used to bring in pine trees into their home, and they put lit candles on the tree, that's like the worst idea that I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like, like now we, we got smarter apparently and we have, you know, flame retardant Christmas trees. That's, that's good news. You know, remote control TV. You know, that's good news. I don't have to get up anymore to change the channel on my TV. Of course, I don't really watch channels. I watch on-demand television. But you know what I mean? Like, like we can do all of that from the comfort of our own couch. That is, that is good news. You know, um, shaping underwear you know, that's good news, right? Like, you know, we can, we can get into the shape we want just by, you know, the restriction of the undergarments. Maybe it's a little inappropriate. But, you know, it's, it's good news. Whenever you say that, it's like, yeah, that's good news. Low-calorie soda, right? I can get something that tastes like sugar that has no sugar or, 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 you know, no calories, whatever it is. You know, these things are good news. 
And of course, this is kind of a jokey list, you know, but, but, but it's true. These are, these are things that are good news. And of course, you know, we, we celebrated this week the first patient to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. That's good news just on its face. Just by looking at it, that's good news. Her name was Margaret Keenan, and she received the vaccine at University Hospital in Coventry, UK. She will turn 91 this week. That's good news. That's good news. There are things that are happening around us that are good news. If we will only stop and pay attention. And so as I've been thinking about, you know, what does this good news look like? Of course, we we go to the story of Jesus. We go to the story of Jesus, and now we are in the season of Advent, which is a season of preparation as we prepare our hearts and our minds for the birth of Christ on Christmas. And, and so as we prepare, we hear the stories, right? We hear the, the events that, um, that happened either at the birth or before the birth. birth. And, and this week, we learn about the shepherds who receive the good news and share the good news, right? So we read about the shepherds in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Um, and, and if you have your Bible with you, I encourage you to grab it. Or, or if you use your phone, uh, there's Bible apps that are just really helpful, have a lot of resources. If you're at home, I, I encourage you to grab a Bible. And, and I think it's good for us to use these. And so um, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, verse 8, we first hear about the shepherds. And we read these words. That in that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, now just a little, you know, backstory shepherding was not really the highly coveted job, right? It was not really a good job. We read that they were living in the fields, which meant that they did not keep really, you know, bathing routines, right? These are not the people who smelled, you know, the best. They were living in the fields. They were living with their flock. And not only do we read about these shepherds that are keeping a watch over their flock, they're living in the fields, they are watching their flock at night, Right? So not only do they have the least desirable job, they have the least desirable job at the least desirable time. Right? You know, these, this, this is not necessarily the people that you would immediately think of when you think of good news. Right? The, these are kind of the vagabonds. These are the unwanted. These are the least and the lefts outs. These are the people that you don't invite to the Christmas party. You know, these are the people that are on the outskirts. But here we read that the good news starts with them. And we read what happens, right? Um, Just in the next verse, so chapter 2, verse 9, we read these words, that then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Right? They're in their field, keeping watch over their flock at night, and the glory of the Lord shines around them. These angels come to visit them, right? And, and, And they're terrified, and rightfully so. You know, and, and on its face, I can see that this would be like a terrifying thing, but also as an illustration of what it is to receive good news, sometimes it doesn't look immediately like good news, right? Like sometimes it takes a little further investigation. Like, like if we have been living in the dark and somebody turns on the light, it doesn't immediately seem like good news, right? It kind of hurts our eyes. We're, we're a little upset about it. You know, like when... You were a kid and, and your parents came to wake you up in the morning, you know, and you turned on the light and, and you had that like, oh, why is this happening, you know? But you realize at that moment that light is good. It helps you avoid more pain and suffering from tripping and, and hurting yourself. Light is good. 
But at first, it, it may just not seem that way. And so these shepherds are doing the least desirable job at the least desirable time, and, and there in the middle of the night, this light shines around them, and immediately they are terrified. Immediately they are terrified, but they receive some good news. Um, in the next couple of verses, verses 10 through 11, we read this, that the angels said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That, that the majority of times when angels come to visit humans, when, when, when some heavenly being comes down to earth to visit humanity, the first words they speak are, do not be afraid. If you hear anything else this morning, I, I want you to hear this. Do not be afraid. That I think the heavenly beings were looking down on humanity and realizing that there's a lot of times that we spend living in fear. There's a lot of decisions that we make. There's a lot of things that we do. There's a, there's a lot of actions that we take that are based on fear. What the heavenly beings say over and over and over again is do not be afraid. Why? Because there is good news. There is good news. They say this. They say, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. I love these words that, that the angel said, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. Notice what the angels did not say. I am bringing you good news of great joy just for you. I am bringing you good news of great joy for this select group of people. I am bringing you good news of great joy for just the people that guessed the right answer. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. Not just some people, not just the right people. I am bringing you good news of great joy even for the least and the left out doing the least desirable job at the least desirable time. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. The goal for us, the goal for us is for the same things that were said about Jesus to be said about us. That's why they call us Christians. Christian literally means little Christ. You, we are mirrors of Jesus in this world. The goal is that what was said about Jesus to be said about us. Jesus was called good news of great joy for all the people. Is the same said about us. The shepherds are keeping watch over their flock by night. The least desirable job at the least desirable time. They, they see this light that shines around them. They are immediately terrified because once you turn on the light in the middle of the dark, it, at first it doesn't seem like good news. But as soon as this happens, they hear these words, do not be afraid. You have been living in fear for quite a while. Now is your invitation to not be afraid. And the angels say, see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people, not just some, for all the people, not just this group, for all the people. For to you is born in this day in the city of David a Savior, 
And then they tell them the, the what. Like they, they've told them the why, that this is good news of great joy. Then they say the what. It looks like this. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with them an angels, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on peace and on earth peace among those whom he favors. There's a couple of things about this passage I want to point out. First of all is that the best news doesn't always look like good news at first. That this light that came in the middle of the dark that terrified them was good news. That they said there's some good news coming and it looks like a child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a food trough. They said this is the best news that you will ever hear that there is a child that is born that didn't have a place to stay. And so good news does not always look like good news when we first hear it. The best news didn't sound like the best news when they first heard it, but it turned out to be the best news that they would ever hear. And then whenever they receive it, whenever they receive this good news, they hear these heavenly hosts praising God. They hear the heavenly hosts praising God. Glory to God in the highest and peace among those whom he favors. This worship, I think, is really important that we hear what's going on. And I think it's really important to know that what we do here, this worship that we do either here at, 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 on campus um, at the corner of, of Inwood Road and Northwest Highway, or the worship that we do here in our living rooms or wherever we are, the worship that we do is practice for what we will do in eternity. Right? Like all of this is practice for what we will do in eternity. And the really good news is, the really good news is that if this Christmas is reminding you of those loved ones that you have lost. There's people who have gone on before you. That if this Christmas reminds you of those people whom you are missing this year that are no longer with us, know that as we worship God in this very moment, as we practice our worship that we will do in eternity, our loved ones are doing this very same thing in the kingdom of God, right? I, I think that's, that's encouraging for me to know the loved ones that I have lost, that I am joining with them in this moment as we worship God together. That this is one of the ways we unite with our loved ones. So the shepherds are, are, are going through this, right? So they, they've received the heavenly message. They, they've received and learned information about where the Christ child is, that he's wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. That's the best news that you will ever hear. He's lying in a food trough. And then they see the heavenly worship happening, and they know that, that the worship that we do here is practice for what we will do in eternity. And so they go and they do the thing that they've been instructed to do, right? In, in verse 15 through 20, they... they See this, that when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherd returned glorifying and praising God 
for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Right, so the shepherds go to the place that that the angels told them, and they found Mary and Joseph there, and they told them everything that had happened about the angels coming to them, about the heavenly hosts praising God, and all were amazed. But I love this, Mary pondered and treasured these things in her heart. You get the sense that, that Mary has this knowing smile across her face, right? That, that she has this, I, she says, yeah, I, I know. I know this has happened. I know how special this child is. And so we read about this great news that has been shared. And again, the goal is that what was said about Jesus to be said about us. Is that true? Or, or do, when other people see us, do they say, here comes good news? When they get a phone call, do they say, here is some good news? When they get a text message, do they say, here is some good news? I think there, there's certainly enough that we are doing as a community of faith that is called good news. That today we have fed more than 136,000 people through our food ministry, by providing fresh produce to people in need. This was a great ministry that, that Pastor Sarah Luganbill helped start as she heard a family who was receiving food donations and said, I can't eat another sandwich. I can't eat just an, another thing of processed foods. They said, we can help. That's something that we can do. We are a part of a community of faith and, and we want to do something. Why? Because the goal is that what is said about Jesus be said about us. They said Jesus was good news of great joy for all the people. Is the same true for us. That we are preparing for an event called Everybody's Christmas where we help provide Christmas to people in need. People who are incarcerated. People who are homeless. And one of the ways we do that is by collecting hundreds, hundreds of coats. They're either gently used or new. And, and to be honest, I've seen the coats that have been donated, and those are some nice coats. Right? We didn't just go through and find the ones with the holes in them and find the ones that are missing a sleeve, find the ones that, you know, we just don't. We said, no. If we're going to love our neighbor like we love ourselves, then we're going to give the coats that we would want to receive. That we're providing hundreds of coats to people in need. Why are we doing that? Because the goal is that what was said about Jesus be said about us. They said Jesus was good news of great joy for all people. Is the same true for us? And so I'm going to encourage you to do a couple of things this week. As we think about good news, even in the midst of mourning... Even in the midst of grief and loss, we need to share some good news. And so here's what I want to encourage you to do this week. The first thing is this. Invite your neighbors to celebrate good news with you. Invite your neighbors to celebrate good news with you. That when you get some good news, invite those who live closest to you to celebrate in some way that's appropriate. 
right? And in some way, maybe that means you bake them something and leave it on their front door. Maybe it means you send them a card or give them a phone call. But celebrate good news that you receive. For instance, you know, if, like, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and we ever win a game again, we'll celebrate with them, right? And we'll say, hey, here's some good news. We beat the Bengals, you know what I mean? They've won, come on, we can do this, right? Like, surely... Is that how you jinx a team? Okay, I won't talk about it anymore. But, you know, like if, if we're going to celebrate good news with our neighbors and we're going to say, you know what, this good thing has happened in my life. Let me share it with you. Hey, you know what, I received a Christmas bonus this year. Let me share it with you in this way. Hey, you know, we, we have more food than we need. Let me share it with you in this way. Here is this good news that I have received. Let me share it with you in this way. Why would we do that with our neighbors? Because the goal is that what was said about Jesus be said about us. They said that Jesus was good news of great joy for all the people, even in the midst of mourning. Is the same true for us? And so here's what I want to encourage you to do this week. That beyond everything, I want you to to be good news. Be good news. Shane Claiborne says this, that most good things have been said far too many times and just need to be lived. Most good things have been said far too many times and just need to be lived. What your neighbors want to know, especially those who don't have a faith home, what your neighbors want to know is not how much Bible information you have, not how many prayers you said this morning, whether or not you are good news. Let us pray. God, we are so thankful that you came to earth. We are thankful that you are the best news that we will ever hear. That you came and that you saved us, but not just us, but that you were good news of great joy for all the people. God, we pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit that what was said about Christ would be said about us. We ask this by the power of the Holy Spirit and in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.